Welcome to the Times of Israel's Daily Briefing. Today is Sunday, March 3rd, day 149 of the war with Hamas. Amanda Borchel Dan here with our military reporter, Emmanuel Fabian. Hi, Manny. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Amanda. We will update on what's going on on the ground in Gaza. We'll hear about IDF strikes on an Iranian militia that operates alongside Hezbollah. Large numbers of detainees have recently been released, and we'll hear why. And we'll also hear about how one rescued hostage has resumed her IDF service. All this and much, much more after the break. Do you or your clients have a commercial collection matter that's going nowhere? The Sarachuk Law Firm specializes in the most challenging collection matters, whether it is a single matter or a portfolio of cases. They are based in New York with relationships around the world. Sarachuk's proprietary databases and tried and proven methods have earned them an unmatched reputation for success in getting their clients what they're owed. They work on a contingency fee basis, so they're only compensated when they succeed. The Sarachek Law Team strongly supports Israel. You can reach the Sarachek Team at www.sarachecklawfirm.com. That's S-A-R-A-C-H-E-K lawfirm.com or at 646-403-9775. The proceeding is an attorney advertisement and past results are no guarantee of future performance. The Israeli military announced the deaths of three soldiers in the Gaza Strip Saturday, bringing the death toll since the ground offensive to 245. At the same time yesterday, a rare barrage of long-range rockets was launched from Gaza toward Beersheba. And these aren't the only rockets to have come out of the Strip in recent days. So, Manny, what do you have to say about this uh, uptick, in a way, of rockets? We've seen um, over the past few weeks um, a very slight rise in the number of rockets fired from Gaza uh, at Israel, mostly um, at border towns at Sderot, uh, at Be'eri, where people are beginning to return. Um, And this comes as the army has also um, diluted down its forces in Gaza. There's a uh, a lot fewer forces inside the Gaza Strip, and that may be enabling Hamas and Islamic Jihad to be able to carry out these attacks. Um, the one yesterday was rare. Four long-range rockets were fired towards Khatsirim, uh, which is a kibbutz and a nearby uh, air force base just outside Beersheba. Um, uh, the rockets all missed the target. They all landed in uh, open areas, so there was no damage or injuries. But um, it is um, slightly worrying that um, the army is beginning to allow people, uh, residents of southern communities, to return to their homes. Um, and there is still um, the threat of rocket fire. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that credit was taken by Islamic Palestinian Jihad. And we tend to concentrate on Hamas, or at least attribute everything to Hamas. But in fact, there are several other terrorist factions. So tell us what you know about the status of Islamic Palestinian Jihad in Gaza right now. So uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad is smaller than, than Hamas, but it is... Uh, similarly being uh, dismantled um, as Hamas is. So the army is uh, targeting both groups, although it it doesn't uh, usually uh, announce um, as to which group it's targeting, but they are being uh, targeted all the same. Interestingly, on 
On Saturday, there was an airstrike that the army did specifically say it targeted Islamic Jihad operatives. Um, this was before the rocket fire. Um, there was a, a group of Islamic Jihad uh, members who were gathered at a Hamas site in Rafah in southern Gaza, and they were targeted in an airstrike. So there is still uh, focus on them as well, but uh, the army doesn't usually announce it. It just says it's targeting terror operatives from, from all the various groups. There are other smaller groups as well, like Mujahideen, which we know are um, were the ones who had taken the Bibas family hostage. There are other smaller groups uh, in Gaza. You mentioned airstrikes, and it seems to me we're hearing a lot more reports of airstrikes in the past day or two. Would you agree? So um, overnight, um, there was a very large wave of airstrikes. Uh, according to the army, 50 sites uh, were targeted within six minutes. So a very concentrated large wave of airstrikes uh, in the western Khan Yunus area. Uh, and this was um, um, to enable ground troops to move into new areas of Khan Yunus. So there's a few pockets in Khan Yunus where the army has not yet operated on the ground on. Um, so these large wave of airstrikes were targeting all the Hamas infrastructure in the area, uh, positions where they could launch attacks from, uh, underground sites, uh, and then... Following this wave of airstrikes, um, the ground troops moved in uh, and currently, as of this morning, are still battling Hamas in the area. We'll, um, we'll see later in the day if there are any developments there. Is this the new unit that suffered such heavy losses in the past several days? I don't know uh, which specific units are, are involved in this offensive, but um, we know that the paratroopers brigade were withdrawn from Gaza on Thursday and replacing them is the Bislamach brigade, which is the uh, IDF school um, for uh, squad commanders um, in wartime. So in wartime, they are converted into a fighting brigade. Um, and in an incident on Friday, um, um, some, uh, some of the troops uh, were scanning a building, which uh, was later revealed to be booby-trapped. Um, and um, the explosives uh, killed three soldiers and wounded another 14, including six uh, seriously. Um, so a very um, significant and tragic incident which occurred very shortly after the, the brigade had begun its operations in Gaza. So they may be involved in this new offensive as well. Let's turn to the north. And the IDF has said it struck a vehicle in southern Lebanon targeting operatives belonging to the Iman Hussein Division, which is an Iranian militia that operates alongside Hezbollah. According to the IDF, the operatives were involved in recent rocket fire in northern Israel. And it seems to me that we're seeing a pretty steep increase in targeted attacks on Iran-affiliated militias. So there are Iranian militias or Iranian-backed militias that come from Syria, and some of them are even just Lebanese who are just funded directly by Iran, just like Hezbollah, but they are separate. Uh, but they've been operating alongside Hezbollah recently, carrying out attacks. We also know that Palestinian terror groups like Hamas and Islamic Jihad uh, have also been closely working with Hezbollah in Lebanon to carry out attacks. So this strike was was uh, carried out in Lebanon uh, near Nakura, which is close to the, the coast on the western side of of Lebanon. And three members of this of this militia were killed in the strike, and they were, uh, according to the IDF, responsible for rocket fire on northern Israel. We've also seen several strikes, which Israel has not confirmed, but targeting Hezbollah members uh, in Syria. Um, so um, there's been a couple of strikes on the Syrian-Lebanon border, presumably um, Hezbollah members who are working to um, bring in shipments of weapons into Lebanon 
to, to enable it to continue its attacks on northern Israel. Um, so we've seen a couple of strikes uh, um, there, uh, which is notable, which really just shows that Iran is still trying to uh, continue its um, supply of weapons to Hezbollah and other terror groups uh, in Lebanon so that they can continue their attacks on northern Israel amid the uh, war in Gaza. We'll get to the short break. The world we live in isn't perfect, but it doesn't get better on its own. That's where the work of activists comes in. Whether it's environmental justice, animal rights, or disability advocacy, there are people all around the world striving to make it a better place. That's where All About Change comes in. Host Jay Ruderman talks with activists about how they do what they do and what inspires them to keep going. Because activism is all about change. Listen to All About Change wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gvir rallied at the release of Palestinian administrative detainees, claiming that they were not, in fact, free due to overcrowding, as had been stated. These are detainees taken from Gaza. How many were released and on whose authority, Manny? So the detainees that were uh, released are not, uh, they're not Gazan uh, detainees. We're talking about administrative detainees who are due to be released uh, anyway. Um, so according to the Shin Bet and the army, these are um, Palestinians who were arrested in recent months. We've seen more than 3,000 uh, or 3,400 is the latest number uh, arrests in the West Bank. And then uh, 1,500 of them are affiliated with Hamas. Uh, and these are uh, Palestinians who are suspected of involvement in terror activities, some of them less serious things like uh, throwing rocks uh, rather than planning a major terror attack. So the jails are definitely filling up. And um, at the same time, there are hundreds of uh, terror suspects in, in Gaza that the army is also detaining and taking back to Israel. And they've basically run out of room um, to the point where even in the West Bank, the army has slowed down its its arrest raids. Uh, over the last few days, only a, a handful of people were were detained, whereas in previous weeks we were seeing 30 to 40 every night. Um, so they decided, the army and the Shin Bet, to release um, a few dozen uh, um, Palestinians who are administrative detainees, so they're being held without charge, uh, those who are um, at a lower risk, and those who are um, due to be released in the coming month. Um, so, so there would be more space for the um, more dangerous terror suspects that they want to hold uh, in prison. Um, Benkvir claims that this was some sort of Ramadan gesture to the Palestinians, um, although the Shimbet and IDF deny this. Um, and uh, the prison service as well, it says it has uh, had no involvement, had no say in the release um, because these, uh, these suspects are just under Shin Bet jurisdiction, really. Um, they're the ones that can extend or end their administrative um, detention. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. And there really is, uh, at least according to the army, there is just very little room left in the prisons to hold all of these suspects. Okay, so just to make a, a little order, because I had gotten it wrong at the outset, we're talking about West Bank Palestinians for the most part. But at the same time, in Gaza, there are dozens, if not hundreds, of Gazans who are also detainees? Hundreds, yes. Um, uh, even thousands since the beginning of the war, but hundreds 
uh, every few weeks. Um, many of them are just questioned um, in Gaza by um, 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 interrogators. And then the ones that they, are, they believe are, are involved with Hamas or actual Hamas uh, terrorists, then they, they take them back to Israel um, and they put them in prison here for them to be interrogated and uh, potentially charged uh, in the future. We've heard rumors of Israel's Guantanamo, which is called Stay Teman, and there was a report a couple of weeks ago about how poor the conditions are there for these detainees out of Gaza. Obviously, the IDF would reject that, but is there any kind of legal status for them? Are they able to get any kind of legal help that you're aware of? So they do have a special status, um, and it's... Um, one that is not used normally, it's, uh, I think they're called enemy combatants, um, rather than um, Palestinians in the West Bank who are just terror suspects and they can get um, um, legal aid. Um, but these enemy combatants are um, in Stetiman, it's a, it's a small airstrip and, and military base where they're being held right now. And then some of them do get taken to regular prisons uh, later on. We know that many of the Hamas terrorists that were captured on October 7th in Israeli territory are all being held in Israel prison service uh, jails uh, rather than at this um, detention, this army detention center. The army detention center is mainly to uh, to question them, um, find out who they are and, and what they're involved with. Sometimes they release them back to Gaza if they, if they find out that, that they really, they did nothing wrong and they're um, totally innocent. And we've seen in, in recent days as well, um, Palestinians being released back to the Gaza Strip after they have been questioned. And I just want to emphasize as well that this information that has been gleaned from these Gazans who are detained has led to real operations, correct? Right, for sure. There's been um, plenty of uh, operations that have been carried out due to the um, in interrogations that were carried out and the information they were able to extract from the Palestinians. I'll note one, the um, the Hamas data center under the UNRWA headquarters, uh, that was one that was found out due to the um, interrogation of terror suspects and Palestinians who were uh, living in the area. Finally, Corporal Ori Magidish, who was kidnapped by Hamas on October 7th and later rescued from captivity in the Gaza Strip by the IDF, returned to active military service last week. But she's serving in a different post now, correct? Right. So she was uh, originally um, a surveillance soldier at the Nahal Odds post, uh, which is part of the Border Defense Corps, or uh, in Hebrew, um, the, the position is known as Tatsbitaniot. Um, I'm sure our listeners will know um, what that is. But um, after being captured um, uh, by Hamas and taken to, to Gaza as a hostage, and then later uh, rescued by Israeli forces, um, she was brought back to Israel and she wasn't in her army service um, for a few months. Um, so uh, she was on a break. And she recently requested to be able to join, to rejoin um, the army, to be, uh, to not be released completely, but to, to continue her service. So uh, she has been given a new position in the military intelligence directorate. Uh, for obvious reasons, the army is not detailing exactly what she's doing these days. Um, but she will continue her service and uh, complete her two years uh, of army service. She was a relatively new recruit when she was uh, when she was abducted. So uh, she will have uh, the rest of her service now uh, in the intelligence directorate. And we wish her well. Manny, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Times of Israel's Daily Briefing. Please check out another installment tomorrow. This episode was produced by the Podwaves. If you have any questions or comments about this or any other episode, please drop us an email to podcast at timesofisrael.com. Until tomorrow, Shalom. Shalom.